You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Just for you. 8.07 in the morning. You're on Wake Up Tucson. 10.30 The Voice. Local news and talk. Got a rest of a fun week coming up in the foodie world. Uh, Friday, Ben from Divine Bovine, and then the Dirty Pirate, the Filthy Pirate, excuse me, Dan Spencer, our coffee guy, will be here. And then tomorrow, interviewing, I just got the book this morning, very good, uh, On the Curry Trail with uh, Rakavan Eyre happening tomorrow at 8.07. He's on a national book tour. So we're going to do curry foodie stuff tomorrow with, uh, with Mr. Rakavan. So looking forward to that. Bruce Ash is back for another third hour. Eating, you're eating, a, eating a fritter? eating a fritter. Fritter. <laughs> Alvin Andonis. Our good friend Ed Alexander. Good we, morning, Chris. We've been playing David Bowie and uh, Elvis Presley because they're your birthday share day guys today. <laughs> thank you very much. So. Thank you, thank you. And until you give me a, a one of your cover album uh, songs that you did for The Doors when you were in oh, the Oh, yeah, I do have that. You gotta, I, we gotta play that. Dude. Okay, I'll get, <laughs> please. I, I have MP3s of some of those things, yeah, Gloria and a couple other things. So Betsy, so. he used to front a Doors cover band. I, uh, you know what, Ed, I didn't know that about you. <laughs> well, not, you know, yeah, I'm a hell of a Jim Morrison. Does and, that and a mean, Mick Jagger too, for that matter? I, I don't want to be premature, but does that mean you are going to be buried in a Parisian graveyard too? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, and tourists know. will flock in to see. I hope I don't die like that, so I'm not going to. Oh gonna, my gosh! Uh, yeah, not, that was that was not I'm a good not, way to go. I'm not going right? There. Yeah, maybe in Genoa. <laughs> I don't even know. Genoa. It's a good question, but yeah. I can figure that. Can out. we not good bury you in Pluskin Acres? Thank you. All right. So, yes. Okay. So, Betsy Bruce, good morning. Good, good morning. morning. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for having me. I'm really pleased We're to We're hitting here. you with this inside words. Uh, that So, Pliskin Acres, we decided there's a part of Tucson between Speedway and the River Road and Craycroft yes. and the Interstate where a lot of Tucson's woes seem to occur. Okay. And Ed lives in the middle of it. First in oh. France, those kind of places, Gosh. Cranton, Alverna, and those kind of things. Okay. So, so well, which came first, Ed living there or Ed living there, and then <laughs> and then everybody else moved in and screwed everybody it up. Everybody yeah. kind of followed the trouble. Oh, followed yeah. him you know, in. very wise. We have not had that causation discussion yes. before, Betsy. Yeah, it's so. a little bit frightening here. I've got my detective cap on. There you go. Yes. So we asked the listeners, can we have a name for this area? And listener Tom came up with Pliskin Acres, named after the Kurt Russell character from Escape from New York, Snake Pliskin. Remember with the, with the, really with good. the eye patch, right? You know, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of so course. Ed yeah. is the mayor of Pliskin Acres. Well, I'm in charge, but it's not working. Wow. <laughs> I have to deal with the council and all that. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, it, it goes nowhere fast. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, well, Mayor, I mean, are you just a, a figurehead, Ed, oh, or yes. are you getting things done I in Pliskin Acres? Done. I got, they don't know. need a council. He just has a guy doing payoffs. Right, that's he, oh. that's mostly So it. our friend Bill is his bag man, so he, just cover, he carries the leather bag. That okay. Any sort of payoffs that the mayor gets for a project, yeah, it goes into that. So, of course, nothing gets done. Well, you <laughs> guys know I'm from Chicago, so suddenly right. I'm reminiscing about this. Yeah, that's kind of the lore of Chicago <laughs> politics, right? Sure, yeah. All right, Ed, we've tortured this poor woman enough. Uh, give me a little intro. Give the audience a little intro with this young lady. What, one of the great ladies of Tucson Radio, you might remember, you should re if you were here at the time, uh, Mojo and Betsy. Uh, I always called it Betsy and Mojo. It's oh, not and KRQ. Yes, I adore you. Thank you. That's uh, <laughs> not what the logo is everything. He's yeah. such a suck up. <laughs> yes, yes. Who needs me? Alphabetical. Okay. 
And uh, <laughs> after that, it was... Talent. It was, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. There was probably some <laughs> other... Be- and Betsy's in there, too. But then it was Max and Betsy over at Kim FM uh, for quite a while. So the, the, she's been around. And... Uh, and she also she seems so young for someone I know I know thank you I I also remember her from the uh, from those dinners the uh, Blake Foundation Easter Seal Blake Foundation celebrity dinners and Mr. Ons and Lute Olson and everybody there Matt and Kelly were there even back in the day done a lot of them they were were grooving I mean they were oh my gosh yeah and uh, and those were one and she put all that together and stuff like that now she writes and now we brought her back to talk. But, yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for mentioning the, yeah, the Lute Olson Celebrity Chefs was one of the greatest honors of my life. Uh, because I'm on the board of Easter Seals Blake Foundation, that was one of our major fundraisers. And I got to know Lute, and uh, it was just an, an incredible honor. He's yeah. really one of my idols, for I've, sure. I've yeah. got, I've, I got that. Team autographed basketball. With yes. Lute on and every the yes. whole team from that and, and many things. So and, anyway, so yeah. yeah. I have to remind you, talk on your mic, please. Okay. Yes, I tell you. Well, I don't have a strong industry. enough voice anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've actually segued that fundraiser. Now it's called Cooking with the Stars oh. because um, Coach Lloyd is a little more, he likes to keep his players a little bit closer in hand. So now we have maybe four UFA men's players. And of course, because this is 2023, we have four women players. Great. We have Coach Barnes there, yeah. Coach Lloyd there. Well, and Adia is the most dynamic. Oh, yeah. my gosh. One of the most, not just women's coaches, most dynamic coaches we've ever had in the sound. Chris, she will grab the microphone out of my hand when I'm hosting the event, right? And plug U of A women's basketball. <laughs> Gonzo, the World Series winner, comes down from Phoenix. And Excellent. John J. Van S. from, yeah. of course. Uh, John J. Rich. Yes comes down and joins us and they cook at the tepon tables excellent and so far our record has been excellent we've only had a few scorched eyebrows yeah, no missing burned, fingers sure. yeah. my problem would always be flipping throwing food by accident yes that'd be my by thing oh, trying, to get, trying to get it on your plate here. Or, or doing, yeah doing that kind of thing and, or, and then chopping I'm, I'd be Chris, I'd be a mess the challenge is actually not not hitting the plate with a little piece of grilled shrimp but your patrons gathered around are actually supposed to open their mouths as wide as possible and collect that little piece of shrimp so oh. yeah we do not pick up the dry cleaning bills by was, the way. wasn't that the mr on commercial where they threw the the shrimp in the girl's mouth yes that one? exactly wow, right expect, there's yeah. an art to that <laughs> so. you know the basketball players are pretty good at that they've got good yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have to good have arts. you you're gonna have to work on your tap on skills well if you want me I'll, I'll be there okay um let's do this let's go to break and then i want to get into a little bit of uh, betsy's history and uh some of the fun stuff. The idea that you're doing an old-time radio detective yep. show right now is amazing. That's right. It's called Tucson Heat. It'll be season number three coming up. Where do we find this on it's the on interwebs? All of the, yeah, all of the podcasts. You go to Apple and you can download it. I'm a little naive on all that technology, but yeah, it's readily available. Beautiful. Tucson Heat. All right. Let's go to break. Bruce Ash, Ed Alexander, Betsy Bruce. 790-2040 if you have any embarrassing stories to tell about Betsy <laughs> oh, no. or if she owes you a few bucks. This is the place to get her. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. All right, you're on Wake Up Tucson, hanging out with Bruce Ash, Ed Alexander, and uh, I found out a Elvis film aficionado. I love, Betsy Bruce. love, love Elvis films, <laughs> yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. Is it called a guilty pleasure? I, I think don't. so, because maybe it's a little embarrassing, but yeah, I love Elvis. So to me, a guilty pleasure is that on the quality side, it really has to suck, Okay, but you like it. Yeah. And I wouldn't say Elvis movies suck. Mm, close, yeah. close to the edge. <laughs> but that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with that. Yes. Yeah, I do. I What was I watching? I think Girls, 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 when he is very wealthy and he's zipping along in a Corvette and then he changes uh, with a gentleman who's riding a motorcycle because he wants to feel what it feels like not to have any money. And he works out at a resort. Was that girl? Well, doesn't matter. <laughs> or trading places. Yeah, see, something like that. that yeah. So you're, uh, you, you mentioned earlier you're a Chicago girl. I am. I am. I grew up in suburban Chicago. Unbeknownst to me, I only knew years later, that when I, what I was listening to as a kid was one of the, if not the finest radio markets in all of the, the quality of conversation mm-hmm. and DJs was very high. And sure. so that's what I learned. Yeah. yeah. Retrospectively. Chicago, New York, they were... Favorite tops, yeah, yeah. yeah. WLS, CFL, WLS, ab- absolutely, yeah. What? So John Landek- Landecker and John Records Landecker, yes. Right. I actually interviewed him when I was doing a cable television yeah. show back back then. When uh, what did your mom and dad do? My dad uh, is still kicking at 91 years old he is in west palm beach yeah he (laughs) uh, manages a mutual fund with my brother jeff and my mom was uh, a fabulous housewife who played a lot of tennis and that just sounds right 91 year old west palm beach managing a mutual fund yeah (laughs) yeah i saw that movie was on netflix it was a documentary (laughs) yeah Yeah. so only one one other sibling other than yourself well actually i've got two brothers and two sisters okay and might christmas be a good time to bring my brother jeff into this equation because i've supplied this show with um a clip of one of my former radio partners, Jimmy Kimmel, who has risen to great acclaim. Yes. Um, but I brought in uh, Jimmy trying to scam my brother, Jeff. And here I'm running. Take, I'm taking over your show, Chris. Do you mind? It's, this is, That's uh, why you're here. Uh, we, we like to pride ourselves as the most unprofessional show in uh, Tucson. So <laughs> I this, love this crap, that. This crap happens all the time, Betsy. I love that about you. <laughs> so can I give just a tiny, tiny setup? Yeah. Um, it's interesting because not many people re- realize that Jimmy Kimmel was actually in town. It was 1992 to 93. Yeah. I was doing the show with Mike, Jimmy, and me. Was there a and name to the show? Mike, Jimmy, and me. Oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, who knows? <laughs> it was just the three names. Gotcha. Um, but my whole family used to come into town for Thanksgiving and stay at La Paloma and enjoy everything that Tucson has to offer. Obviously, our community is amazing. So I set Jimmy up. I said, let's call Jeff, who's back at his office in downtown Chicago, helping my dad manage the mutual fund. Um, you call in and pretend you're the owner of the horse ranch and the horse that Jeff rode turned up lame. And Jimmy said, all right, I will, well, I'll give it a shot. And so this is what ensued. Bruce and company. Hello, can I speak to Jeff Bruce, please? Nice speaking. Jeff, my name is uh, is Joe Anderson. Mm-hmm. I'm the owner of the Weimar Post Stables in Tucson, Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, uh, on uh, the 28th, uh, few weeks ago, uh, November, uh, you uh, came out with your family, and you know, we went on a we went on a ride. You recall that? 
Yeah, I sure do. Rode, rode my horse, Johnny. I just, uh, I've been trying to track you down, actually. I um, uh, got your phone number from the folks at La Paloma. Mm -hmm. And um, I just, I wanted you to know that um, Johnny passed away uh, later dang. that evening. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry to hear you're, sorry. you're the last, last fellow to ride him. And Johnny was very, very special to us. The wife and I, and uh, Johnny, we, well, were we? You know, we, you were the last fellow to ride him, and uh, we're just wondering, Johnny, you know, it's anything unusual about him because the cause of death is really uh, unknown to us at the time. Well, you know, there was something. And I heard every time his left front foot hit the ground, it sounded like... God damn. And then when his right front foot would hit, it kind of sounded like... So it went... Not bad. Not bad. I know. I know. I was riding along. It's like early crank anchors. Well, that is, that That's my only contribution. <laughs> laughing in the background. This is like an old Steve Allen That's awesome. Yeah, right? Isn't that amazing? I love it. So is, is your brother that they call to the oldest? No, he's actually, uh, it's Susie, Betsy, and then Jeff. Okay. But I was so proud of him. Can you imagine, guys? I mean, come on. Yeah. So what was, what was the earliest radio voice you remember back in your uh, the Chicago days? Uh, I was a huge fan, I think, of Steve Dahl. Okay. Um, yeah, he was an amazing talent. I mean, the he loop, just the yeah, the loop. He just blazed his own trail. I actually met him um, on a plane flying down to Chicago, and he had just taken a little. There was a little kid sitting in the seat behind him, who was playing a little kind of. Uh, noisy toy and Steve had turned around reached over grabbed the little toy and then crushed it in his hands and because he he got away with that because he was Steve Dahl and the whole plane <laughs> thought that was charming and funny except of course for the little kid right but uh, yeah that's how I met Steve Dahl and um, he actually offered me uh, a position to produce his show Wow. In Chicago. Wow. But a brother had answered the phone and thought that indeed this could not be really Steve Dahl wanting to talk to his sister. So my life changed at that path. Oh. Yeah. So what was the first broadcasting gig? Uh, it was actually I got my foot in the door at uh, 55 KOI up uh, in Phoenix. Oh, wow. And uh, the sportscaster, H.G. Listiak. Yes. What a name. Yes. Holy Isn't that crazy? Yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Allowed me to um, supplement his uh, sports cast. Uh, I played uh, a Cardinals cheerleader. So that was a character, and I was very ditzy. What was ditzy. the name of your character? Oh, my gosh. I cannot remember, but I was very ditzy. <laughs> it's not Tiffany or something like that? It might have been. Okay. So, yeah, something like... Betsy Bird. I think that was it. I didn't Betsy really change. Bird. Yeah, I didn't change Cardinals. my name too much. <laughs> Betsy Bird. But yeah, he allowed me to, you know, kind of hone my chops in that capacity. And then uh, Tim and Willie, you know, were fired from a sister station and came down here. <laughs> we all get fired, right? Bye, all and the time. We are nothing if we're not fired. So, uh, yeah, they got a, a job at KRQ down here, and they asked me to audition as the female counterpart. So Why did you come to Arizona anyway? Why were you in Arizona? To, to break into a smaller market. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why I mean, Arizona? Um, Over other smaller markets. Yeah, oh. I've got a sister in Awatuki. Okay. Yeah. Awatuki. I know. Right near the giant KUPD tower. 
That's right. Yeah. That's right. Guadalupe. Yes. Yeah. You know what? When I was trying to get my foot in the door, I actually was listening early on a Saturday morning, uh, found the location of KUPD on my bicycle, went over and knocked on the door. And of course, there was a jock who was just happy to be there. He said, come on in. And he actually let me converse with him for 10 minutes. I have no idea who that was, but I thank you for doing yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I like to think it was J. David Holmes, but... It might have been. You never know. So, all right. Um, when, let's, real quick, when you... Yeah. Go, moving down with Tim and Willie. Yes. All right. What, yes. What, what were you doing with those young young men? Well, I was the, the, the female influence on that show. I also did the news. Um, I could not have learned from a better teacher than Tim Hattrick. He would challenge me to go out of the studio write a newscast and he would give me a, a deadline he would have me write the newscast i had exactly eight minutes to uh write the four different stories and so he really challenged me and helped me hone my skills nice yeah yeah and he's still on the air up in phoenix mm -hmm. a country music outlet is it camel or one yes. of those canines yeah. well, yeah. they keep going back and forth up there but yeah. exactly but i think okay. my favorite story uh with tim and willie i mean those guys were fantastic but we used to do movie premieres and of course we had white men can't jump so we decided bungee jumping was all the rage back in the day <laughs> and what we were going to do is we were going to hop in the krq van and we arranged to have a hot air balloon four stories in the air you know with a bungee jump uh, aficionado there and as we were driving around that morning show our listeners would call in and decide whether Tim or Willie would jump right well behind the scenes Tim gets a phone call Tim this is your wife Connie I haven't had children yet <laughs> <laughs> you are not allowed to jump out of that that the the balloon sure enough 20 minutes later willie deloon's wife calls karen and says willie you have three young sons huh. who need their father so i was the one who jumped out of the balloon oh my lord yes and this was all planned of course no no absolutely not oh, all right wow. more well, hold frightened. on more great stories coming up with betsy bruce and ed alexander wake up tucson 8 34 in the morning you're on wake up tucson 10 30 the voice local news and talk always having a good time with this, uh, <laughs> this history of Tucson broadcasting. Ed's exercising as long as he's getting a little in and out. Yeah. <laughs> some noise makers this is therapy, lung therapy. Having fun. I see Ed got a a, a, um, a profile on your uh, on oh. your Red Cloth blog. Your wife's uh, shared. Somebody sent that up. Very yeah. cute. Mm -hmm. Very I cute. There's not much there to profile, but you can do it if you want. So you're a beautiful soul, Ed Alexander. Oh gosh. We're hanging. Chris, yes, you know, speaking of profiles, I was noticing your profile picture. <laughs> you are. It's a, a profile shot of you, kind of whimsically looking out, gazing yes. out a window. <laughs> Yeah, what, what are you trying to communicate with that shot, if you don't mind I'm asking? always looking towards the future. Okay. All right. right? I kind of like it. I kind of uh, like it. We're looking towards Tucson being a better place in the future. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Really? It's pretty good I'm, right I'm now. I'm trying. Oh, wait a minute, guys. Getting old doing it. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. Let's, let's you're talk on the, to the You're mayor. on the wrong show Ed? with that Pollyanna stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's talk about um, 10 years of doing the Betsy and Mojo show. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had, um, you know, back in the day, uh, we there was a formula that was uh, we played by. 
the three of us uh, represented the deer, the and the dork. I wasn't particularly comfortable being the deer because I, I'm not kind of the classic female radio persona. Uh, Omelet was more than happy to be the And, yeah, I, we would really get into it sometimes Matt, on Matt, air. Matt Neely's having seizures over you using that <laughs> word. You, you can so. nothing wrong with that word. Oh, gosh. Bring it up a little bit, would you? <laughs> Thank you, Ed. And then Mojo was the door. So we kind of played by that, and, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun. You know, we were famous for some things, Wore the Roses. Um, mm-hmm. Wore and the Roses, yeah. Yes, yes, and uh, Christmas Wish. We had, uh, yeah, we had a good time being as entertaining as possible. So let's talk about this, this dynamic of being a female in radio, mm. right? Because it's the idea that for so long, right, there's that, the S word, Yes. Oh my gosh, you're very intuitive and insightful, Chris. <laughs> the S word is sidekick, Matt. You can uh, calm yourself. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's not where I went. Yeah. But that's okay. All right. Well, right, because yeah, that, uh, that was that dynamic of how yes. females in radio. Not that I agreed with it, but that's what it was. I- exactly right. Let me let me quickly tell you a quick story because Tim and Willie, you know, got me where I was going. You know, let me hone my craft, and then I thought I could hold up half the show. So Mike Elliott comes in, and then a week later... What's here, a Mike Elliott? Mike Elliott was one of our, the partners, Mike, okay. Jimmy, and Bessie. Okay. And then comes Jimmy Kimmel. Not Jimmy Kimmel at the time. Jimmy Kimmel, right? Working his way up, too. Very talented, though. And he comes in, and I'm told that he is the, the producer. But he sits down in front of the microphone. He does not do any of the uh, producing responsibilities, pulling the CDs, believe it, back in the day. Sure. Right? Lining up the carts. And I realized that once again, I had been uh, relegated to the third wheel, just the mm. chortling female in the background. So maybe that's why we got off to a bad start, you know, <laughs> maybe. I bet. But You um, were the gopher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that did not make me happy. And I did feel like I could, I could hold up half the show. I was not going to share too much about my sex life at all on the show. I was not going to laugh at things that weren't funny. So I did want to kind of pave my. If you want to do it now, Matt would love it. Oh yeah. No, just no. In relation to hitting. Well, the, Matt, hit, tell hit, me something it. funny, and I'll, <laughs> I'll the, let you it. know if it is funny. He's worried about that dump button all the time. Oh so. okay. All right, so. yeah. So, yeah, I did try to, I wanted very much to be a role model to uh, young women, and I knew a lot of kids were listening to me, and I wanted to be a role model. I wanted to come off as intelligent and informed and, uh, yeah, not a giggly girl in the background. So, when you, uh, so you're, I, I, I appreciate your honesty about this discussion. Yes. So, you have these feelings of feeling like the kind of the third wheel mm-hmm. here, right? Or kind of put in the back, back of the bus, as we like to say. Yeah. How do you? How do you? How, how have you overcome that? What was? What, what? What? How did you first start off, and maybe it didn't work out, and then as you learn through pain and time, how did you? Yeah. Maneuver your way into a better spot, and maybe they didn't even know you were doing it. Well, it it was every time I got a challenge, even though, uh, yeah, I. I again, I was really kind of sad about being demoted once again with Mike and Jimmy. I knew whenever I had a chance, whenever my brain was working on something creative, I was going to get in there and really produce. Um, for example, we had the hypnotist from the Pima County Fair come in. Didn't Mike, we all, Jimmy, yes. and I. Did you? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah, that guy was pretty talented, right? Yeah, we, I never had him here. Ed didn't want to bring him here because. <laughs> After, okay, he's after, hard to book. Yeah, well, also, Ed had a problem with... No, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but we had him in. This was with Mike and Jimmy, and uh, they wanted very much to hypnotize me. 
Well, you know, they were casting the spell, whatever that was. And, of course, <laughs> I, was, I was not going under. But you know what? Here's one of those opportunities, right? I'm not going to say I'm not going under. I am going to take advantage of this opportunity. And they guided me around, and we just had a fantastic time. I was fearless, right? Just pretending that I was hypnotized. I mean, talk about free. What suggestion did they have for <laughs> you yes, that yes, gave you yes, pause Chris. before you did it? Nothing gave me pause, but Jimmy asked me to go and kiss Mike. Right? Mike, a married man. Obviously, there's a cheek as opposed to the lips. But man, I marched around that console, right? And gave him a big kiss on the, the cheek. And yeah, of course, I had to, yeah, probably do some crazy animal sounds too. But uh, yeah, I was not under. So, so take advantage As you moved into the show with uh, Betsy and the other guy. Yes. Right? Betsy and Mojo. H how did that play out, this dynamic, in those during those days? Well, uh... I appreciate you asking. Yeah, finally, I really felt like I had half the show. And there is definitely a pecking, uh, a pecking order. Mojo was the first, and then it was my opportunity to speak. There's lots of hand gestures. Well, raising of the hand, not hand gestures per Correct. se, because yeah. you can right, mm -hmm. go wildcats and send all sorts of signals. But, yeah, I had a very um, excited producer who wanted very much to, once again, supplant me. So I had to stand up tall, stand up tall, and we did have a couple of meetings in the boss's office about the hierarchy of how the show would work. Yeah. So basically, you had a, he was stepping on your lines and trying to insert himself into the show. He he was, and uh, yeah, I would actually try to stand up behind my microphone so I could block his eye connection with Mojo. Ooh. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I know, I know. And guys, I have to admit. You know, if Eric, and we're friends now, we're good friends, he's in Dallas, uh, had he been maybe more witty, more entertaining than me, I, I might have let him get away with that. But no, I really, I believed in my talent. And so I did feel like he was mojo, could open the break. If I raised my hand, I had something to say. So... And you guys, yeah. you guys had a good chemistry. You and Mojo, oh, yeah. you, you were you were tight. Right? A absolutely, yeah. he so talked me off. The other guy off. in the middle, okay. He, he Mojo talked me off the uh, the cliff so many times. I can't tell you. Yeah, he's a good guy. So did you feel like you were fifty fifty with him, or did you feel still feel a little sidekicky in those uh, days? Probably still a little sidekicky, but did, uh, did you ever overcome that? Wow, that's such a good question. You know what? I think the reception. I know I, we're supposed to talk about cool, wacky radio yeah. stories, but I feel like this. Yeah, is, no, I appreciate that. <laughs> Over the years, since I've been off air for so many so many years, I've gotten such amazing feedback from the general public. It has sure. been the, the kindest thing ever. So that is almost posthumously, I don't know if I'm using that word right, but after the radio, yeah, I feel like I definitely held up my end of the bargain. Well, there's so many people I know who f think highly of you that I've, you know, when your name comes up, they... You, you've developed this, a great reputation in this town well, through your work. So uh, God bless I, you. Thank you. I do have to tell you, you know, I do this so infrequently. You can imagine when my alarm went off this morning, I, I was nervous. You and me. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> Yours people, didn't go off at 4.15 like yeah. Chris oh, and me. Oh, listen. Yeah, it used to be 2.30, Bruce, please. Um, crocodile tears for you. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Zinger. But, yeah, Mojo and I had a, a really good... Um, a good Connection, Con chemistry, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He, uh, whenever I felt like I had made a major mistake, for example, um, we had Sherry Lewis on the phone. And my philosophy when it came to radio was to ask questions that had not been asked of the same guest. They must get so bored, right? Sure. How did you come up with the character Lamb Chop? Exactly right. right. Exactly. Well, yes. And Sherry Lewis is an Ed Alexander goddess because, no, you know, Ed, Ed, has, Ed, Ed has a puppet problem. Did you know that? I didn't. Yeah, oh. I Do you have a lamb chop? No. I think I might have it one time. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. All right. <laughs> lamb chop was his yeah, fabulous. Yeah, like, like That's that, right. That's right. <laughs> right? Yes. So anyway, I tried to go off the beaten path, and uh, Mojo appreciated that about me. And so I said, I said, Sherry, um... Did you ever knit little sweaters out of lamb chops wool? And she said, that's the stupidest question I've ever been asked. <laughs> I was crushed. And you know what? Mojo said, that makes great radio. Yeah. You know, after, afterwards. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah, he, t- he talked me off the, uh, the edge. Beautiful. All right, let's go to break. We can. Well, I can do. I can do another two hours with Betsy. Uh, believe it or not, I think. But thank you, Chris. If you ever want to come back, I'd love to do this I would again. Love to. One more segment again with Ed, Betsy, and Bruce, and uh, we'll just talk about some general radio stuff, like you know that time everything went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so you're on Wake Up Tucson, ten thirty. The Voice, local news and talk. Little Norlands by Elvis. Here we go. Wake Up Tucson, ten thirty. The Voice, local news and talk. All right, eight forty eight in the morning. We got one more segment with Ed Alexander, Bruce Rash, and Betsy Bruce. Uh, remember, cause I know we're going to run right up to the end on this. I uh, remember tomorrow, eight oh seven. I'm looking forward to my interview with the author of On the Curry Trail and the 660 Curries Cookbook. His name is Raghavan Ayer, and totally looking forward to it. You can see him on TV. He's, I think, he's like Emmy Award winning uh, chef, uh, TV chef kind of guy. High quality. I'm looking forward to catching up. Do with you him. cook with curry? I do. Okay, so. I figured you did, but I'm not sure. Sure, yeah. Cook a lot with. He's Kurt. a cook. He's a yeah, foodie I mean, all I, the way. And I, I've, I mean, even though I do a lot of Italian because of my yeah. upbringing, right. I do a lot of Indian, Asian, Chinese. I'm getting into that too. So you know, Mexican. I, I think most people don't know that you know curry powder is an amalgam of a different spices, and then curry is a dish that how how would you describe a curry? Because it's always that going to be that kind of fragrant. Uh, there's be a certain viscosity. How's that for a word? Sauce. It's a sauce, yeah. yeah. Mm. It always starts with the sauce. Yeah. And then there's some, you know, whether we're saucing with a, a beef, a lamb, or that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, not beef, usually. I know in the Indian. curries are very popular in England and, right, and yep. Asia. Certainly not so much here, but that's going to be a great interview. No, I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we're catching up. Again, I'd love to do this again. We were just having a very good deep conversation off air about this also. But uh, what's what's a moment you remember in radio that everything kind of going wrong, but maybe, <laughs> maybe the audience didn't realize it was all going wrong? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I, I got really mad at Omelette because he was um, he was making fun of me. And I don't know if he had planned it or not, but um, I, I think I swore on air, <laughs> but I was off mic because there's seven words we can't say, right? Matt? Right. right. Matt, Matt's got his finger and on the other, right? And he assorted other ones. He is so nervous right now. Okay, <laughs> I said that off mic. I said that off mic. See? Okay. And that's the thing. I thought, I think I was off mic when I said the word. And um, so suddenly we get a call from Debbie Wagner, who was running 
the uh, yeah Clear Channel at the time, and she said, um, "Mojo Vesey, do you know why a lot of our clients are calling and canceling their ad schedules?" <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I know, and immediately my mind jumps to the fact that our listenership has just heard me say the word swear yep. something. I can't even remember what I said. It's okay. Well, it's really not I, necessary to remember what you said. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yes, cool Matt, that. You can Matt, remember I'm, nine minutes from now. Okay, I think everybody's imagination <laughs> is, is working properly. And so, you know, I thought this is the end of my radio career. You know, KOQ doesn't have any more clients. I am out of here, right? <laughs> you brought them down. Uh, well, as it turns out, there was a female salesperson at KRQ who sounds exactly like Debbie Wagner. And Omelette had gone into her office and told her what to say. Oh, my and Lord. And it was the best phone scam ever. <laughs> right? Totally devastating. So, yeah. Scared the living daylights out of me. But, yeah, nobody canceled their schedule. Thank goodness. I once called our old uh, activity, our, our, our old um, friend, Adriana, who put all our events on for the show. Uh-huh. I called her up as Ray Carroll one day, and she bet on it. It was, like, really good. <laughs> hey, it's Ray Carroll. I need you to call me. You know, and yeah, she's like, that's good. you're not going to believe who freaking called me. And I go, I wonder who it was. Ah. And she's like, damn you. <laughs> good for you. What's your proudest moment in radio? Um, I think it was uh, probably um, I was asked to um, come to a Girl Scout cookie kickoff. <laughs> this is, I know, I know. Uh, it, was at Reed I like Park. it was at Reed Park, but it turned into a three hour autograph signing session. I could not believe that those that many little girls wanted my autograph, and I one after the next. That was huge. I was also named um, Animal Rights Media Activist of the Year. There was a hoarding case. I was gonna yeah. see these things here. Go ahead. There was a hoarding case, um, and so Mojo prompted me. He was almost pushing me out of my comfort zone. Mojo prompted me to hop in the KRQ van and go down to this gentleman's house. And listeners joined me, and they surrounded this guy's house, right? Yeah, because we power knew, radio, yes. Yeah, we knew that this house was filled with cats and dogs in really bad shape. Um, and we got there, and we he wasn't actually at there at the, the time, but we got the authorities to come and empty out, and van after van carry away these sick animals and take them to safety and so i thank my listeners every day and i think you know the little trophy i got for doing that it was my pleasure because i i do love yes. animals so much Sweet. yeah the, also the, also nominated for billboard monitor uh, medium market show morning, morning show, show. Of the year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and that's a big deal out of all the radio stations in the country yeah it was that's really huge. nice really and nice. uh it says best tucson radio personality three years well, yeah. Behind Kid Squid. So you were second, <laughs> beyond, you were, you were second best? Squid. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Guys, seriously. You know, it's the, the free weekly is a lovely periodical. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, who knows who votes on that. But I, I was I happy about that, too. Cool, cool. Yeah. The Reed Park moment. Yes. What I love about that, right? Yeah. Is the moms preparing, getting the kids ready for school in the morning, right? Yeah. Hearing your voice making that connection as part of the routine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the beautiful part of that. And then multiply it bigger than maybe you ever thought at that point. Oh, my gosh. Right? That, that this many families were getting ready or driving to school 
with you in their ear and that made a difference in their lives, right? That's the power of the thing. Chris, now you're really scaring me. Had I known that back in the day, yes. And we were on almost every school bus on the way to- That's true yes. too. Yep. Yeah. And I, I appreciate, you know, retrospectively knowing that and representing myself well, never going blue or any sleazy of that. But yeah. Until you, know, you said the D word today. Give me, yes. give me that. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. No. You know why? Because I said, I've, I've said for many years, how long has he been on the air? I said, once Howard Stern came on and was a big media blah, 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 I said, I can compete with this. I don't do that junk. That's you know? right. That's right. And, and so I, when you said you never went blue, I never went blue either. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. And do you know what? I think it's easier to do oh, what Howard Stern does. Sure. His parameters are wider. Sure. He can say whatever he wants. We have to kind of keep it in check and yeah. still work for great entertainment value. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's hard to do. I'm with of you. all my it's compliments I've ever gotten on this show, it was years ago, I was volunteering to be the regist- uh, the cashier at my kid's scholastic school book fair at our school. Yes. And what happened was one of the moms was paying for her books and just recognized the voice and said, hey, are you blank on Wake Up Tucson? I said, yeah, right? And so she started listening for our Food Friday segment. And then she started listening. Every, it said, oh, I kind of like this. And nice. then she started getting on the politics side and, and appreciating the local angle we had. And that's probably the nicest compliment was coming from the mom she's like i make my breakfast in the morning i torture my kids while we listen to the show on the <laughs> that whole thing and i'm like you know i go nice. that's that's a true tear in my eye that really is nice yeah all right absolutely. one last question before you we're going to do this yeah. again um i would love to what are your favorite three or four i know you can do this easily locally owned restaurants at betsy bruce <laughs> oh, we asked this of all gosh. newbies on the show so yes yes, yes. um i would say kingfisher nice Su- sushi on oracle have you been to Kingfisher since the Murph and the Crew sold it? Absolutely. I profiled them for a Tucson Lifestyle magazine. Oh, beautiful. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yes, yes. Maintaining the level of excellence. Happy couple. to report. Yeah. Great Happy bar, to report. Too. Great. A absolutely. Great Those martinis. Oh, my gosh. So that. <laughs> and, and, and the stools still have I am iron mask on the back of the stools. Oh, my gosh. Right. I love that history. Yeah. Uh, and Cafe de la Carte. Uh, do, you can't go wrong with Cafe de la Carte. I mean, that's fabulous. What's the Betsy go-to at Cafe de la Carte? Oh my gosh, I have to have uh, one of their giants, maybe the Frittata Florentine. Yeah. Yes. like the way you hit Frittata. Gracias. That's beautiful. Yes, Frittata. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She could do a segment with you. Okay, here we go. Yeah. And uh, what's uh, tell, us, tell us about Tucson Heat before we run out of time. I, I, I love this project. Yeah, um, I work with Elephant Scout Films. And we are doing... Uh, you say F and Scott? Elephant Scout. Oh, oh yes. I, like I thought it was S and Scott. I didn't know what the hell it was. I, I thought Matt it. was getting nervous again. Did you just say F and Scott? Elephant, yes. <laughs> like trunk, that sort of animal. Loves peanuts, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, and we have produced uh, two seasons so far. We're going to do one more of a serial podcast drama called Tucson Heat. It's all about uh, Detective Harriet Shepard, who I play. She is the equivalent of Clint Eastwood's character. And I go across with my band of uh, fellow detectives solving mysteries around Tucson. So it's a lot of fun in that, you know, you will recognize a lot of the places that we are, a lot of the names of the streets. You know, it's a fabulous local thing. And we do our best to solve murder mysteries and bank heists and things like that. So this is basically like listening to uh, old-time radio Johnny Dollar 
Nick uh, Danger. Exactly Nick right. Danger. And we there actually There was a female detective old time radio show. What was Really? It? What's it called, Bruce? You got to help me sure. out. Remember? Not Murder uh, She Wrote. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Um, but the uh, episode Candy Mason. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Candy <laughs> Mason. We had uh, our Tucson Heat 2 featured Eric Estrada. Um, I know. We were trying to think, okay, who's not going to be that expensive? Who? (laughs) I'm sorry. All right, we only got 30 seconds left. How much work did he do for you on the the podcast? Uh, He was featured, if you know what that means. How much did he cost? Um, We talked him down from 6 to 5K. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe you had 5K for a radio show. God bless you. You're kicking butt. Yeah. And we can find that in any podcast. Any yes, uh, Tucson Heat. Look it up on your podcast, please. Betsy Bruce, an absolute pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. It was really fun. Great job, Ed. Thank you, sir. Absolutely, my pleasure. Bruce, some more. Thanks for a nice three hours, buddy. Thank you. All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Politics and curry. Nothing wrong with that. Wake up. (laughs)